ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tom, Dick and Hyman show. Wait, Hyman's here? Hyman is here, that's the voice. Oh, thank God he's here. So Hyman is here and also joining us is Tim. Hello everybody. I probably don't sound as excited as I am. Mayweather versus McGregor. Wait, there's a fight. That's why I'm here. We spoke at length about Mayweather versus McGregor. We're recording the night of the fight. It hasn't happened yet. My bet's £10 with uh, Camo. Hey. How you doing, Camo? I'm good. Um, like Tim said, I'm just eager to uh, see the results of this uh, fiasco of a fight and get my <laughs> £10 off him. We also talked about Trump and his response to Charlottesville, his inability to condemn neo-Nazism. What else did we talk about? Brexit. Taking a Briefly, we Men briefly mentioned Brexit. W- Women-only tube carriages to save us from rape. More, and you'll find out later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fun for all the family. It's fun poking fun at America's societal collapse. America's got got some great things going for it, though. Trying to think what other a successful America is a is a safe world or a very polluted yeah. world. But who um, would you rather have running uh, things? China, America, or Canada? America rather than China. If, if I had to and choose. the EU rather than the EU. You know what I want to do? I want to give India a chance. Let them run it. They couldn't fuck it up worse than we did. It'd be like government by call center. <laughs> but it's like we might laugh, but in in a way, we we've already given away over a lot of like our tech and stuff to India. So in a way, they do actually wield a lot of power over the world already. They're way more computer they, literate. They have all are. our bank accounts and, you know, they control a lot of our internet. But China owns Mine most of America's debt. And ours. Oh, really? And our bonds. And Russia and France own our power stations. They're the ones actually funding the building of them. We're funding the actual uptake on them, which costs a lot more. Well, once, America controls the, our nuclear warheads. Yes, yes. Well, one, once we <laughs> but, fully negotiate Brexit, but, we can get really good rates. Like, but on we hide them. But we hide their money. And all these things. That is the only thing this country's got going for it. We hide all their money. Yeah, the money laundering <laughs> capital of the world. Yep, something to be proud of. How do we feel Brexit is going? Really well. Is it happening? <laughs> I, I really you don't know. Say that. I knew. We're conceding ground on everything. Yes, 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 yes. No deal, basically. And everyone will say we should have just had no deal from the start. And why do we waste all this time pretending to oh, negotiate? God. That's really that's not good news. It's a great it's great news. We'll be under WTO rules and WTF. There'll be blockages at ports and things like mile-long queues for lorries. Ireland will start bombing Northern Ireland. And- this time next year, Europe will be a smoldering crater. Of- <laughs> because of Brussels. Us. Just, just inter- inter-scene war and migrant crisis. And we'll be like this separate little fortress, probably starving and eating our pets. But- <laughs> oh, is that why you have a pet, Tom? I'm not we'll eating my flag. dog. Though. You should eat your dog. <laughs> eat your dog now. Speed it I'd up. Get the, ahead of I'd it. I'd eat the rest of my family no, before fat the dog. Fat it up. The only one that's loyal to me. Three out of the four of us are relatively poor, so we're not really going to feel the pinch of the pound much. Cam, have you noticed that the pound is, in real world terms, lower than what it used to be? Like, are you feeling it? Is jet fuel no, more expensive? It hasn't affected. <laughs> what do you mean jet fuel? I haven't noticed a pinch that much. Have you? I don't. Since chipping pin and uh, you don't contactless, pay to how much you spend, you just know what you got at the end of the month. No. Yeah, and I pretty much live by that manner as well. So I might like use what you call it retail therapy. Is it therapeutic retail? 
for a while, for 20 minutes, you feel good. And then you're like, do you know what? I really didn't have that 70 quid to spend. So and you feel shit. It sounds like normal therapy. I felt really good for 20 minutes when yeah. you leave the room and you kind of go like, oh, <laughs> fuck. No, it's, it's so like those, I can't actually use those right. tools like in faith, real life. Therapy. Like faith healers? Yeah. It works for a day. I can walk! <laughs> fuck, I can't walk anymore! <laughs> did you see that um, best man speech where they, they did a video with some girl from Pornhub? Oh, that's what? hilarious. Where they exposed like his porn it history. It wasn't really, oh, but it was, it was very funny, wasn't it? I don't doubt it was his real porn history. They didn't show like the old grandma vagina on screen. Donkey badger. At the start of the video, she <laughs> was really badger. young. How do you fuck a badger? <laughs> Ask the donkey. <laughs> Honey badger, don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't, you don't. I'm kind of glad a lot of the more darker, sinister, heinous porn has been moved to the dark web. I remember it was real like Wild West. Back in the old days of internet porn. God, I love those of, days. You didn't know what was going to come up on the screen next. Like, it wasn't filtered in by like categories. Kind of when, whenever you saw German text, click X. Hit back, because it's not going to be decent. Let's put it that way. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's the kind of shit you don't want on your hard drive when you're taking your PC into PC he's world like, to get something shitting fixed. Shitting on her you know while I mean? he's like, trying to... <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I just... Read yeah. between the lines here, guys. I just destroy my computer and then buy a new one and see if my computer's <laughs> playing just up. Fire to shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Have completely separate worlds. Speaking of separate worlds, Labour again have suggested women only train carriages. Like in Japan? Japan, I think parts in, of Yeah, them. India does it yeah. as well. And in the UK in the 50s and 60s, there were limited yeah, numbers. Used to do, yeah. So it's not a big I mean, that's when we had money. And before that, women just put a cork in their mouth. That was when you could fit every woman that was going to be on the train in one carriage. Like, you can't do that anymore. Well, they, they were interviewing this woman from the old days about it. Old days? When they had it. Yeah. And she said there was always the danger that so you'd get the, the carriage full of women and there was always the danger at the station just as the train was pulling away there'd be the one guy who'd like jump on the carriage of women at the very end and close oh, the door. Yeah. Kiss all of your ladies. And you trap for at least yeah. 90 minutes. seconds. You're yeah. mine. Yeah. In our sort of multi patchwork, multicultural society now, everyone is equal and we've got like six genders, so you'd need like six separate carriages to get really Long trains. Try fifty. Um, no, but no, what I'm joking. But what I'm saying is, in, in the world we live in today, men and women should be able to mix on a carriage, and we should be self policing. Where if a guy does try something, the woman should be able to say stop, and everyone else on the train should be able to, you know, beat the shit. Ideally, out of every carriage would have uh, like a security guard coach. or a cop. But I went on. Um, have you heard of EverydaySexism.com? <laughs> I remember like this big website was going viral, right? And I was like, all right, check it out, see what it's all about. And it's basically women post anecdotes of about like uh, experiences of sexism, typical kind of occurrences. But the first anecdote that popped up was about this, uh, this woman's experience where she got on the train carriage and there was one other person on the train and it was a man. And he was just sitting there minding his own business, reading a newspaper to himself. And she recalled he didn't look at her. He didn't speak to her. Nothing made no effort to even recognize she was even there. Right. Yeah. And she still wrote. I still found this a really harrowing experience because it was like, what if? You know, what if he did? It's only a matter of time. Like, what if he did sexually assault me? What would I do? Like, who would help me? Blah, blah, blah. And then she put hashtag everyday sexism. And it's like, that's not sexism, right? That's androphobia. She's, On, got, an, she's got an irrational fear of men. As a man, if you see an attractive woman, you'd want to have sex with her if you could. Even yeah. if you're in a happy relationship. I don't think it's... Yeah. Um, but what's your point? 
But you don't because you're a human being. You're not like a honey badger. Yeah. No, Tim you're gets saying it. animals can't choose when to have sex. No, no they no, can't. They, they, no, they, they do. They have rituals. They can. It was fucking There's like things. seasonal things with animals. Your dog there? like or like, yeah. fuck your leg. But what I'm... Yeah, but okay, what I, yeah, yeah, But what I'm saying is not all men... Sorry, sex is an integral part of our society. It is the great unsaid. People fuck. We allude to it. Yeah. That is what our society does. We allude to everything. But sex is something that's hidden away. Oh, some people fuck behind a dumpster and, or fucking public. No, that is a point zero 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 one percent of something. Okay, but do you know Patrice O'Neill, stand-up comedian, black yeah. stand-up comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was talking about how the difference between men and women. You could ask a married woman, okay, if Brad Pitt wanted to have sex with you and he was like like he gave you his hotel key with the number do you know what I mean that sort of thing would you cheat on your husband and it's a really difficult decision for the wife and she's like mm, mm, I'd think about it but no no in the end I'd stay faithful to my husband and then you ask a guy who's like who's just got a girlfriend if there was a drunk passed out girl in a mini skirt behind a dumpster would you cheat on your girlfriend <laughs> oh, gee, man, like what? So basically, if you saw a girl that you could rape, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's bullshit. A, that's a bullshit. drunk, passed out girl behind a dumpster, and people were like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd sleep with her." It was hyperbole to show the difference between men and women when it comes to like how meaningful is sex. Slight. Oh, I see. But no, but I think for women, I think societally, they, I think deep down, they're just as sex crazed as men. But societally, they they've had to like not be as obvious about it. And we know from ancient texts, infidelity, men sleeping behind their wives' backs, women sleeping behind their husbands' backs, has been going on since the dawn of uh, monogamy. Since, since the invention of the secretary. Since we decided monogamy was the way forward. I think my ultimate point was layers and layers and layers of socialized norms. You're scared, all right? Sex isn't a fucking weapon. You're treating it like a weapon. But I mean, women do get sexually assaulted on trains. Yes, yes. Women get sexually assaulted. But that is the smallest minority of women and men that do that. That is not the norm. I do not want to be tarred with that brush. Mm, yeah, I know. I know. I've and, that, been... and that is what the generalized standard is. I don't know who you are. I want to meet you in a really, really public place in case you might rate me. I don't want to meet you, like, first thing first, kind of like, can everyone see him? Good. This is the guy that might rate me. Two-minute conversation. No, I like the same movies as him. He won't rate me. I've I've been the victim, technically, of a sexual assault on the train once. I was on the train. There were no seats. I was standing in the middle of the carriage on the tube. Yeah. And she basically, um, she was already on the train as I got on. And she's facing the same direction as me. And then suddenly I notice, even though no more people are starting to get on the train, she's moving, she's edging backwards, getting closer and closer towards me. So I start going backwards. Then we get towards uh, like Camden Town and people start piling onto the train. So as I'm, I'm trying to move back and now people are coming on, so I can't go back any further. I've got to go forward now. And eventually she ends up, she was leaning onto me. And then, like, she's kind of swelled. <laughs> like, she kind of swelled her backside, like, round in a circle on sure, my crotch. Are you sure you weren't at the Nine Hill Carnival? Mm. No. It was on the Northern Line. Oh, right. She turned, started turning, re- after, like, basically, like, kind of dry humping me, she started turning really slowly with a big smile on her face. And then, thankfully, it was Goose Street. 
I got the fuck out of there. Did you have? <laughs> did you have a big boner? And did you have to like walk really no. sort of? Wait, did you, did you, did you walk go, off like you, Kevin Spacey at the end? All of you know is, did you walk off <laughs> to do a weigh-in <laughs> like no, no, no. Gregor? Because you know, at that moment, if you got an erection at that moment, right? No one's going to believe that she started grinding you. But it, no one's going to so, buy that when they notice you've got an erection. That's just my weird way of asking you. So it wasn't. It wasn't a pleasant experience. It was horrible. You didn't like. it. I don't think it would have been the same if I was a woman. It was an assault on you. This was the point I was going to make. I think if I were a woman, it was a man doing it to me. I would have been more affected by it. Maybe not completely traumatized, but you know, it would yeah. have bothered me more, I think. Because I know I can deck her if I want well, to. Well, it, it gave me flashbacks. It gave, gave me flashbacks of, of the time I, um, I actually sexually assaulted myself. Right? I tell you, it was terrible. I, and, um, but I jumped on my bike and like, whizzed down the street. But I'd forgotten that I'd not put the, the, the seat on my bike. <laughs> it didn't have brakes. I could it never, couldn't stop. I could never ride it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just make it light of like a terrible uh, subject. Cameron, for anyone who's been sexually, sexually uh, assaulted, you're not saying anything. How do you feel about that? With having the yeah, opportunity to having an all female carriage, do you think that's well, good? Like as a the male, the well, could, can they mix in with men? Can they choose to do that? I don't know. This would be let's say it's hypothetically optional. it's all female and like it's actually so women win there. Like, if a man tries there. to get on there, say there's yeah, like, a what, robot what, what, that tries to get into off. a men's carriage. No, it no, won't no be, it would, there's mix and there's all female. Yeah, but this is my point. I'm pro women only train carriages under the proviso that those are the only carriages women can get in. They can't get on my carriage. But on my carriage, people move down the fucking aisle. But, yeah, that's fucking annoying. But men but and women, women don't do that. They no, crowd men, the doors. men don't do that either. Half of men do it. What is what is <laughs> to stop camo from like dragging up, dressing up as a convincing woman, and getting on the old woman train and starting to grind up against? Why Why are you saying I could pull off a woman? Because you look more, you look more Benny Hill than any of us. You're going to mention burkas, aren't you? <laughs> No, I wasn't going to mention burkas. It's a great idea, though, for general concealment and That's what they're general, doing dressing up as a ninja. general ninjaism. But the Labour women, I think, have uniformly all come out against this, that it's retrograde and what have you. But do you know this Laura Pidcock? She's like a young Labour woman MP, and she came out oh, saying in an wait, interview, yes. I couldn't ever be friends with Tories. I'm not going to befriend any of the Tory women in Parliament. It's like, okay, well done, dumbass. Now, any sort yeah. of cross-party committee, you're not going to be on it. Sure, a very yeah. short career. But she kind of reflects the, the polarisation yeah. of British politics that mirrors American polarisation. Us versus politics. them. And when Tribalism. We, yeah. When we get in, we'll change everything. We'll make it all better. Oh, we didn't yeah, We didn't do it fast enough. The people voted us out. So the other people got in and now we're the hard done by people. It's us. We're the fucktards. Yeah. It's not the politicians. They Who was it? Was it Churchill? We need a new electorate. Yeah. We need to elect a new people or something. I don't know. Do you think it will beat the Manny Pacquiao yeah. Mayweather numbers? Definitely. That was like a billion people or something. Wasn't it? Yeah, it will definitely be. It'll be it'll definitely be a billion people. We're all here. I think MMA. We fans. each represent a million people of white people. I don't want to ruin it for the audience, but we're all white. We're all white. <laughs> but if we go back far enough, we're all black. Apparently, to Africa. Yeah. Well, this are we all no descendants of Genghis Khan? No one knows for sure. At least like twenty five percent of us are something ridiculous yeah. like that, isn't it? There's, there's best bets through DNA, but there's there's certain mysteries and histories. Speaking of race, race relations is a kind of theme because there You're was all... that accusation at one point. There wasn't there. Oh, with definitely. McGregor, well, Mayweather, Mayweather actually said in an interview, "I'm winning this fight for every black man." Has anyone got anything to say about Trump and Charlottesville? 
What happened in Charlottesville? Uh, he's an idiot. And look, to answer Tim's question. We begin with the deadly chaos on the streets of Charlottesville, Virginia. The aftermath of the brutal eruption of violence sparked by white nationalists. New video, you see it here, that deadly car attack, the driver charged with murder, accused of plowing his car into a crowd of counter-demonstrators. Police saying he had been marching with white supremacists a short time earlier. And late this afternoon, the white nationalist behind the rally that started all of this, chased from his own news conference by protesters. There are these things in America called Confederate statues. For the most part, they're like soldiers, generals, in the Civil War that were fought, fighting on the Confederate Really great moustaches <laughs> yeah, on they these gentlemen. Yeah, they wanted to save a statue that was going to be pulled down. The most of, like, e. Confederate fucking general who was on the wrong side of the yeah. fucking war. Robert E. And lost out. And they like, were the people that wanted to essentially keep slavery. Um, but that was just one of the reasons for going. Because um, right, extreme right wing or Nazi groups turned around and said, or sent out posters saying that they wanted to go there to kick out the Jews or like uh, show their anger yeah. at the Jews so but they weren't ruining this, the country. To explain this Right. So there's these Confederate statues. There's been this recent spate of groups of people in the night coming along, throwing ropes over the statues and pulling them down. That's happened a few times in the last year or so in America. And a bunch of white nationalists, white supremacists, far right Confederacy loving people. Mm. They've decided. Who were the like white sheets? They all wore, like, white shirts and oh. khaki trousers. But they decided, all oh, right, there's a statue of this guy called Robert E. Lee, and this group are going to pull it down. We're going to protect the statue. We're going to rally together. We're going to unite the right around this cause of we want to defend these statues. But a lot of them were there because they couldn't give a fuck about statues. No, it was a false pretense. They were there just to dress up as, like, Hitler youth. To Cameron's point, yeah, they were there. All their, like... All the propaganda they disseminated, their pamphlets and what have you, were all about Jews will not replace us. You know what I love? Blood and soil. I love as as much Islamophobia and like trans and gay phobia and stuff like that. Jews, we're the ones you hate. Mm. Yeah, the most. When it comes down to it, <laughs> solid. Never gonna change, brother. You you unite everyone else. Yeah, re- reliable source of hatred since you know pre-Egyptian pharaonic times. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was totally a false pretense. It was like, it was a bunch of far-right, white nationalist, white supremacist groups, an assortment of them, like KKK, neo-Nazis, the alt-right. I think their intention was, this this is going to be a show of strength for us. We're going to show America how strong we are. And of course, what happens is they come out on the Friday, they're met with an assortment of communists and socialists and anarchists in the black bloc groups, Antifa, and they get the shit kicked out of them, the white nationalists, right? which is what pretty much always happens every time the white supremacists, white nationalists try to get together to show how strong they are. A bigger group comes along to oppose them and beats the crap out of them. Yeah, but if if, if you're keeping score in this particular instance, didn't one of the Nazi types... Yeah, neo-Nazi guy. ...run over a crowd of Antifa and killed someone? I don't know if they're all Antifa. They, a lot of them just look like counter-protesters to me. But yeah, he drove into a crowd of people, ISIS-style. Well, they're calling it domestic terrorism, but... From the sounds of the incident, it sounds like it was just a complete clusterfuck. I don't think he woke up that morning and Rubbing said, and said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill me an Antifa today. I don't think it was I like... I think he did. I don't, really? So you I think, think he's like a jihadi. Happened. Jihadi wakes up and thinks, I'm going to do it today. Do you think he woke up and thought, I'm going to do it today? Yes, because on the Friday night, the Antifa group, the communists, the anarchists, they kicked the crap out of the white nationalists and the white supremacists in like various parks around Charlottesville. That was on the Friday. The neo-Nazi guy running down a crowd of people, that happened on the 
the Saturday and it was 100% revenge attack. So, yeah, I think he woke up that morning. I think he went there thinking, do you know what? There's definitely going to be a massive fight here. And if I get the shit kicked out of me, I'm getting in my fucking car. I'm going to find a group of them because they always do this thing where they block the road. They always do it. And I'm going to run these people down. I think, yeah, he did wake up that morning thinking I'm going to get in my car and run people over. There you go. Then he's a domestic terrorist. But then the thing is, though, what I think is the bigger story is if you look at it as segments of the population, the the, the anti-fascists, the far left and the far right, they actually represent such a tiny proportion of the population as a whole. Yeah, but like, they're loudest. I know, yeah. no, but they're, they're being given so much yeah, oxygen well, by the media and it's making us feel more divided than we actually really you know, are. You know, 98% of people just bump along the middle. You know what needs mm. to be we've done? We've got these extremes either way. The problem with the media, the media is a furnace that needs to keep stoking it. It's like a shark. It has yeah. to keep moving forward. But the only way you can kill it is if you just turn it off. If mm. they... No, no, no. If they no, turn right. off. Because you have that whole Trump rally going like, oh, see all those CNN cameras, those red lights? They, you know, they're just turning them off, turning them off. That's what they need to do. They need to not cover him. They need to delegitimize it by not covering the president anymore. Yeah, I know, but, but that's can't. such an extreme thing to do. Man. But Had they done what you were saying two years ago, he wouldn't be president. You can't do that. I mean, uh, basically, politics is reacting to the event happening. So you can't ever get ahead of it because you might be proven wrong. So you never want to do that. You never want to strike out. They gave out. him so much more. Like, they kept saying he's not a serious guy. He's not a serious candidate. But they gave him so much coverage versus everybody else. Because he's entertaining. He's, yeah, he but, brought in ratings. But the thing is, though, he's been in the media for, like, 40, 50 years. He's media savvy. He's a master of the soundbite. Well. The soundbite and the sort of stupid tweet. Like we were saying on the last episode, he's he's a uh, rambling diatribes man, but he uses short sentences, so you get a quick, short, sharp quote from him all the time. Yeah, he gives you sound bites. Fire but and not, fury. He doesn't mean to. Got I don't the whole world that. terrified for a week. Yeah. Two words. <laughs> but that's the thing. You just. I was that whole idea of like uh, the monster isn't there if you turn your back on it. Yeah, if you but close that your will eyes. never happen because we all live in fear of we'll miss something. There are journalists trying to sue Donald Trump under the uh, like First Amendment rights because he block them on twitter yeah like they're so me. desperate to follow him on twitter because they know he's going to tweet something outrageous about every six to nine hours we're hoisted by our own petard that is the literal use of that saying so i want to go off tangent but you know diana it's been 20 years we can't shut the fuck up about her you can't well, i did i the, wasn't even going to mention her tonight but the trope of like oh it was the paparazzi that killed her but the paparazzi didn't kill her the fact that everybody went out and bought the magazine because her face was on it. Yeah. If you did, didn't give so much of a shit about her, the paparazzi wouldn't have chased her in a tunnel or whatever. She was one of the most famous people in the world. It she doesn't had, matter. Like, she had a bit it of a culture around her. famous. Like Mother Teresa. It does. That's how Trump became president. That's how I'm bringing this back to Trump and Charlottesville. The Trump reaction to the Charlottesville, the, you know, he did that press conference a day later, on a Sunday. A day later. And like everyone went nuts and because he said, oh, there were... Violence um, on both sides. Violence well, he blamed both sides for the violence yeah which people got upset about Kane yeah. said that the alt-right is behind these attacks and he linked that same group to those who perpetrated the attack in charlottesville well so I, I don't know i can't tell you i'm sure senator mccain must know what he's talking about uh, but when you say the alt-right what about the alt-left that came charging at the as you say the alt-right do they have any semblance of guilt what about the fact they came charging, that they came charging with clubs in their hands, swinging clubs? Do they have any problem? I think they do. That was a horrible, horrible day. And you have 
you, you had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. I, think I thought was that his, was right, though. I his, think he was technically right. It was his inability, his inability to basically condemn the fact that there were neo-Nazis in America that were marching and other people First marching Amendment. with them regardless. No, it's an inability to like denounce Nazis. It's like a reverse Godwin's law. Basically, whoever doesn't fucking say that they're evil first loses. It's, it should <laughs> be in his first statement. He was given like three different opportunities to say it in a press conference and he skipped the issue once by turning around and saying, he, oh, they want us to sign this charter in here, so we're going to do it in here. Is that okay? And then when he was leaving, they were asked the question again and he just yeah, kept he on walking. Away. Can I say and something? then there was a Nazi uh, uh, a website that basically turned Daily around, no, an alt-right website, which basically turned around and said it was good that Trump denied any problems and he yeah. essentially yeah. backed us up. No, good man. God bless him. Tr- Trump was doing what, what Hyman wants him to do. He was he was like not giving them any oxygen of publicity. He just said, okay, both sides are bad. So he didn't talk a lot about the alt-right. He didn't talk about the alt-left in that speech. Uh, Trump, well, Trump, I, no, 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 because you just said alt-left. That's a term Donald Trump invented. I think you're a little bit wrong when you say, well, he didn't really give it oxygen. He talked hey, about the alt-left. Maybe I tried to sneak it in there. Like there is no, did. but there isn't, there is no alt-left. There is now. There's like, there's commie <laughs> pinkos, there's anarcho-communists, there's socialist revolutionaries. Well, technically, the far left are Nazis. The horseshoe theory. It's well, more of a... No. They both the, hate Jews. The, they both hate Jews. Well, the, what were the Nazis? Nazis were leftist fascists. <sighs> they tricked a lot of communists. It's all in Mein Kampf. <laughs> Adolf Hitler wrote about it in Mein Kampf that his plan was, oh yeah, we talked in a communist language to draw the communists in, get their names and their addresses so that we could kill them later. But Trump, I agree with Cameron, he... There was a woman who got run over and died, right, by killed by a neo-Nazi, and he didn't mention that. Like, condemn that specifically. We didn't... He mentioned her. He was right to say there was violence on both sides, that two sides showed up looking for a fight. Completely yeah. agree. It basically feels like someone breathing and like someone died, and there was a big fracas that happened. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Um, I won't get into specifics. I'll go into there was a fracas happening. Yeah, like, why avoid that? But do you know why? Do you know why? Because I think the problem that people are going to have with Trump, unless they get used to it for the next couple of years, unless he gets impeached or something, people always have a problem with his responses to things. But the way he responds to things isn't very political. It's very businesslike. It's very bottom line. He he didn't want to go down the route of attacking the alt-right because he did actually, later on in the speech, want to make a point where he said, are you also going to tear down the statues of uh, Jefferson and Washington because they were slave owners too? Where's it no, going to end? No, 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 no. That's, yeah, that's but- different. That is a totally different thing. That was what that was in his speech. That was a deflection. Though. That was no, in his speech. That is, that, is, that is a totally different. That's like going like I'm going to talk logic and then I'm going to talk emotion and then you're going to counter that with logic and then I'm going to counter that with emotion. You can't get a solid answer because he won't answer anything. That's yeah, not how slippery. politics. He is slippery is, like a no, politician, but he condemned the alt left, but he didn't condemn the alt right. Right. And that's my problem with Trump. And right. he flirts with the alt right a little too much, and I think it's because. And thank God he fired him finally, uh, Stephen Bannon. He was like a close aide to Donald Trump. Breitbart editor guy. And um, he was, he said a couple of years ago, like 18 months ago, Breitbart is the home of the alt-right. And I think Stephen Bannon is like crypto white nationalist. But I think he thought then that the alt-right were these group of young conservatives who are really pissed off with the Republican Party and hate the old graying Republicans that always lose to the Democrats. And that's why he pushed the alt-right on Breitbart. I don't think he realized they were sort of neo-Nazi-esque white nationalists. 
And no. I think Trump thinks the alt-right aren't neo-Nazis. No. They're not white nationalists. And what? he thinks, oh, I need the alt-right. Without the alt-right, I'm not relevant. I don't have any support. That's all Trump really gives a fuck about at the end of the day. His bottom line is, I want to be liked. And the alt-right like him. They're that. the only ones. You think he'll make a second term? What, Trump? Yeah. No. No, he's not fucking... I've been watching uh, House of Cards, and Kevin Spacey's president is dark. He's very dark. And he's essentially like, Look, I'm going to keep on being president. I'm going to be able to see if I can change the rules and all of that. And what? No, he doesn't flirt with. No, he's a. Oh, what, he's he's trying a Democrat. To Marshall he's a Democrat. Law, that kind of thing. Yeah. He's just yeah, very sinister. Americans have been paranoid about that for so long. It happens every election. <gasps> Clinton, Clinton might declare martial law and then he'll get a third term. <gasps> Bush might declare martial law. He'll get a third term. <gasps> Obama might declare. Yeah, you know I mean, it happens every fucking election. Well, Paranoia is the thing, and I think things are different with Trump. Like, do you know who I think the most stressed people in the world are? Why does he flirt with the all right, Tim? Why does he flirt with the all right? Why should he have to? Okay, this has all been mm. whipped up. Trump has his flaws, but he isn't one of those people who was yeah. marching with those burning torches with Nazi flags. Why did he say he's some not, of them are good people? He is though. not a Nazi, okay? Some of them are good people, but why does he have to be associated? I mean, like you say, he's a one term president. He, sh- he wasn't meant to be president. There's like a hundred different forces trying trying to get rid of him, kill him, get him out of office. It would be a miracle if he's not assassinated. And all this, all this shit about alt-left, alt-right, like we said, they're only a small segment of the population and the media has conflated... Probably about 30,000 people. It's, it's being conflated into this huge issue now where, like, suddenly, if you're a Trump supporter, you're, like one of the Nazis and it's like yeah I agree that's I've seen if you, videos if, of him like where they've said he's, his behaviour and his actions have fitted into like the um, stereotypical behaviours of a fascist Trump, yeah, but listen, Trump that's, how, that's how shit we are as a society yeah. right? that's Why? how ignorant we Trump, are that we have to say oh he behaves like a fascist no fascism is an ideology right mm. you can tell a fascist from a non-fascist because it is an ideology hey. Trump has no political ideology okay. other than maybe nativism right America first and he's free market it's deregulations, right? And, That's it. And, and could I say something? He's not a fascist. And he's not I, a neo-Nazi. Yeah, imagine if Hillary Clinton had won the election and she was president. We'd all now. have to have this periods. This wouldn't be. <laughs> this okay. might not be happening. Like, 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 listen, the American army would either be doing the same as it is now or more in the world. They've denounced Donald yeah? Trump. People wouldn't be calling Hillary Clinton a Nazi, far-right fascist, when she'd be doing no, exactly the same thing. No, 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 Trump. They she would. would. Black Bloc would be calling her a uh, fascist. But it wouldn't be like... She's too pro-free But markers. it wouldn't be like headline news, and there wouldn't be marches and people getting run over. No. You said Trump's for pro uh, free markets. Yeah, yeah, but so is Hillary. She's a capitalist, right? And yeah. that's why Black Bloc would hate her guts as well. Uh. Yeah, but internationally, these sort of things like, oh, Trump's like some fascist dictator... That's exactly how, you know, they wouldn't... It's exactly... He's, he's no the worst di- dictator of all time, man. Like, the media attack him 24-7. What fascist bollocks. dictator does that? It's all bollocks. No, that's what I'm saying. They don't attack him. They support him by showing him. Anyone that's Trump supporter is lost. They have nothing solid in their life. And someone has come along and said, I have a way. Follow me. I will show you the way out. He's going to bring back what they feel they've lost. Millions and yeah. millions of people. 60 million people. You know, you're but Tim's right rush. when you, you're right when you say everyone's just going to get smeared as a Nazi now. Anybody on the right, anybody to the right of Bernie Sanders is going to get labelled a Nazi. Made which is feel, awful for public discourse. People are being made to feel more separate than they, they should be. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. it's all fake. It's all false. Ooh, do you think there's going to be a new civil war then? No. But do you think maybe maybe not that, but you'll have like more, ten- is the more tensions between states? The East and West Coast would win. 
I just think that whenever you, you, you're criticising Trump or just looking at the world how it is today, you should always just take a moment to apply the filter and say, what if Hillary Clinton was president? <laughs> <And> <laughs> Soviet Union would she be doing the same? No, it'd be a lot quieter. There wouldn't be as many scandals. She would control her image better. Mm. She'd be and doing the same thing in Afghanistan as what Trump is doing. Of course, yeah, but it's just the that manner was never in which it's conducted change. as opposed to the actions necessarily. Because I don't live in America. I'm talking as an outsider. Fucking, um... I don't care about Black Lives Matter and pulling down Confederate <gasps> statues because right, I live right, in Tim, London. Tim, the problem is, the way I understand it, they were coming down. They were taking down these monuments yeah, before Trump. But they were taking them down during George W. Bush's time. Yeah. They were actually taking them down because it was inappropriate. Also, part of it was maintaining because... it was also a, dra- uh, a drain on the resources on the well, counties. There's an argument of like, oh, well, it's the historical thing. You don't pull down these monuments, even if there are bad people, because you remember the fact that they're bad and why they're bad. Mm. That's not what's going on with these statues. These statues were put up 50, 60 years after the end of the war, right? Oh, yeah. And they've been put up next to schools, courthouses, libraries, public amenities, right, for a reason. And it is the support of the notion of America as a white country. America's destiny is to be a white country. Mm. And the reason why they come down so easily, they're like $400 each. They're mass-produced, mm. cheap. And that's why I kind of don't really give a fuck that the statues are coming down. But I think it should be history. done democratically. Because, you, right? you know, like in Soviet Russia, former Soviet Russia, like all the Lenin statues, Trotsky statues, Stalin statues, they all got tugged down, right? Yeah, but they, they, that they was are, done democratically. That was There was a public mandate for it. Do it under due process. Have someone get elected under a mandate. Get their mandate on a platform of, I'm going to tear down that's these too old slow. Confederate that's statues. That's too slow for... So what? It takes time. But no, the but point I'm saying is they that, go in no, the that's, that's the point. It is too slow for most people. They like the immediate action. That's the why internet people. The people that say, like, we can change the world if only one person stands up and does something. I'm like, yeah, stand up and get voted in. I reckon four you. years you could do it. Yeah, of course you would. But the problem is... They it won costs, it yesterday. It, yeah, it won it yesterday. It costs a shitload to do that. And the only people that have that shitload of money are people that... Are the white races. <laughs> well, yeah, the, 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 the ones who have spent so much time building up those resources. I think so. In, in our own country, there's enough... There are plenty of potentially contentious Cecil statues. Rhodes. Way too many Robert E. Lee. <laughs> yeah, we've got way too many Confederate statues in London. <laughs> way too many. I look at the big bushy moustaches and that's all I know. Confederate. I think a lot of it is conflated. It's bad, people getting killed and people liking Hitler. We should say a name. Heather, Hi- Heather Heyer? <laughs> Heather Heyer. Heather Heyer. I think that's I think lazy and gave up naming her halfway through. Heather, the world will miss you. you your I like the car. <laughs> The sum total of your life wasn't that you became a political footballer. You'll be happy to know. Oh. <laughs> but it's true. She's I look being for- kicked around, man. I look forward to the statue of her going up and then it being pulled down <laughs> as well. Piece of shit. 200 years from now. It is, it, it is the now. only way this country can heal is if we put this, <laughs> put this statue up and pull it straight down. Every year we will put up this statue and tear it down again. It is the healing ceremony. One random primary school child will be picked every year and get the honour <laughs> of driving the monster truck that will pull down the statue. <laughs> Attraction, the notorious Connor McGregor! And now, ladies and gentlemen, to the scale... The one and only Floyd Money Mayweather! 
like dog shit. You know that. He looks blown out, full of water. He's not going to keep my pace. Trust me on that. That's the worst shape I've ever seen him. I'm going to breeze through him. Round the back of the super welcome to Watching fighters like, is it Georges St. Pierre? The fighters, or the ones that I like, seem to talk a lot less smack. Classy I guys. Just, they were classier, yeah. and they, they respected their opponents to a degree. And I really think that really? this loud mouth, yobbish behavior... But I said, no, 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 no. In sports, there's a certain amount okay. of smack, but I just think he takes it to another fucking level. And I just McGregor. think it really declasses, yeah, it really declasses any kind of sport. It, it's just hyped up, and the reason he's hyping it up is because he purely wants the money. He knows he's going to fucking lose. He's selling the fight. He's selling the fight, but he's... Is that so wrong? It's not wrong. I just think it's, it's it's just really common. <laughs> He's approaching it. You know? It is. It is. It's like the lowest browish thing, but it's like the biggest thing happening in the world. You'll do fucking nothing. Yeah, but think about it. Like the biggest thing happening in the world tonight in 2017 is like a fight between two men. It's the most primal yeah, based um, thing, isn't it? Pancreas. Pancreas. Yeah, you know, I'm talking ancient like, Rome, where the goal was to drop the other guy on his head. Even even though we live in this like futuristic world now, it's still the biggest thing in the world. But they have all the sort of... They have to pretend to hate each other and use these yeah. vulgar words yeah, about... pretending to hate each other. They have to talk about hurting each other. The fucking diatribe that he fucking comes out with. It's, uh, Mayweather, by comparison, has been, like, way classier, much yeah, quieter. more just sedate, lets, but... He just lets McGregor talk. What does he call his fucking uh, bodyguards or his entourage at one point? Oh, he went, like, Voltron form at one point, and they all shielded around oh, that was him so... That was really gay, though. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Because Conor McGregor actually said to him, he's like, look, you're 40. <laughs> Why are you talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. fucking... No. Saturday morning cartoon. Because yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not being like black men do like anime and they do like <laughs> quite no quite a lot. American black men and really do cartoon. like yeah, yeah exactly. What's his name? Buster Rhymes. I was watching this video. It's like uh, someone like shot it on like uh, their camera phone, and it was like this black youth was like starting on this white youth, and the white is backing away, and then he's just like come here, <laughs> and the other guy's like ha, oh man, you like oh, what is it Dragon Ball Z? And they start like talking about it and shit, and he's Must just have like been fake. <laughs> yeah. Must have been sounding. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's sounding fake. It looks realistic enough. Yeah, anyway. Enough. But I wasn't talking about what did Merriweather say to his entourage. Uh, <laughs> something McGregor. that McGregor said and called Mayweather's... Uh, Steroid monkeys, juice monkeys. That's it, juice yeah. monkeys. Yeah. But he juice said, monkeys? Didn't he say that to the Sounds white like guy? Sounds like yeah. They're both white. Uh, his monkeys. bodyguards, his yeah. personal bodyguards. But yeah, we're talking Mayweather versus McGregor homo. I don't care. <laughs> How can you not care? It's the, it's the biggest fight of our lifetime. Boxing versus oh, our lifetime. Arts. I'll tell you, our lifetime has let us down then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I went home. A guy who's never fought professionally in I was boxing saying, before. I was saying to Cameron earlier, this reminds me of when wrestling tried to get into boxing mm. back in the 80s. Boxing needed the, the popularism of wrestling and wrestling needed the uh, legitimacy. Yeah. Yeah. One's legit competition. The other's got pageantry and like over-the-top characters. Yeah, that's, that's why uh, the wrestlers got the shit kicked out out of them just knocked out after like one round and that's exactly what's going to happen to fucking McGregor here well of course this this fight has a precedent Brock you know, Lesnar the greatest Muhammad Ali in 1976 <laughs> it was such a shit fight yeah, though he, he was fought, a mixed martial artist as well he fought he fought the Japanese mixed martial artist Antonio Noki 
more pro wrestler. Than... It, it was a very complicated rule set where basically Inoki wasn't allowed to kick Ali if he was standing up. It was supposed to be a fixed fight. There was supposed to be some sort of a. They Have were you seen the photos own... of Ali's legs after? Yeah, but this is the thing. But he it was, was agreed was... that they were going to pull their punches and that like third, fourth round in, one of the one or the other was going to get themselves disqualified. So neither guy loses face. Neither of them lose the match really. And they come round but... for the round of a bout two in two years time this mean it's personal type thing that, yeah exactly looking forward to like future business but then 24 Descent, hours before into fast and... about 24 hours before the fight was actually supposed to happen both sides got paranoid about that the other side was going to double cross them and that they were like ali was actually going to throw a proper punch or enoki might get him in like some sort of wrist lock or arm lock and break ali's arm that kind of thing Urgh. So they then they came up as like a compromise, this completely bullshit rule set of like Inoki could kick because Muhammad Ali was really afraid of getting low kicked. He didn't want his legs to get kicked. Yeah. So he said, all right, you can only kick if you're lying on the ground. And so that's what happened. The whole fight, the whole fight is Inoki lying on the ground trying to kick Ali's thighs. And Muhammad Ali, he has no idea what to do. It's, it's a very shit his fight of there's all a, time. There's like, there's like one minute of stand up. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. A little bit of to and fro in. But then Inoki just lies down and starts kicking away. And the crowd are really pissed off. So they paid their week's wages to see this. Yeah. And they all start throwing rubbish. Up, like, they all start showing rubbish into the ring, which in Japan is like really bad, bad show. And apparently it took him like a day to clean up all the crap that was thrown <laughs> it took into him the a ring. Day. Yeah, yeah. That's the Japan story. fixes rows that have been destroyed mm-hmm. in earthquakes in a day. But it went back for Ali, you know, because it was embarrassing. He got hurt. Yeah, his legs got fucked up. But have you um have you noticed there's all this like hype videos going on, all behind the scenes type videos that are being released on YouTube, and in all of them, Mayweather is not training. Like you don't see much footage of him in the gym. Most of the time, he's in like Burger King eating cheeseburgers the week before the fight in his strip club that he owns up like up till five a.m. in the morning. And you know what it's reminding me of? Yeah, the Rocky versus Apollo Creed, the first no. film. No. <laughs> have you any of you? Do you remember mid nineties movie, The Great White Hype? With Samuel Jackson, uh, Damon Wayans. The world of boxing is not what it used to be. Look at him now. Who the champ now? Who the champ now? He's got a gun. Didn't I tell you you're going to get your shot? You ain't my daddy, are you? But all that is about to change. People are tired of paying good money to watch brothers beat up brothers. There ain't a white guy out there for you. I'm going to create you one. White heavyweight? It's like saying black unity. <laughs> Now, it's the fight of the century. This man knocked out James Roper. That was 17, man. I've killed Holly Duty now. And everyone's asking the same question. Is it all? Two bucks on the clean-cut white boy. Or is it? Mm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I got a lot of pictures. Those Ooh. pictures will ruin you. Ruin me? My reputation? <laughs> Jamie Foxx! My father had told me that uh, when the green grass starts growing, you know, on the other side, then somebody got to cut the lawn. Jeff Goldblum! Yeah, my father said, laugh, and, and the whole world laughs with you. Cry, and I'll give you something to cry about, you little bastard. Peter Bird! I'm going to donate all of my monies to eradicating the homelessness situations in America and as well as the United States forever. basically a boxing movie basically like samuel jackson's this boxing promoter and he realizes crowds are getting bored of watching black guys versus black guys they like if you want to get the they white audience back, back you need a white guy to fight a black guy 
And they so, picked someone who fought in high school or something. Someone who beat Damon Wyans, yeah, the current when champion, they were, when they were like younger. 17. Yeah. Yeah. Damon Wyans is doing no training whatsoever. He's not taking him seriously at all. At the weigh-ins, he's got this beer gut. And then, of course... Yeah, but Wyans wins, doesn't he? It's like He gets like a second-round knockout or something like that. Yeah, the great white hype. That's, this is reminding me a lot of that film. And I think it's going to remind you later when McGregor's lying on the floor and I get my oh, yeah. £10 off him. Well, okay. <laughs> everybody's, saying, everybody's saying there's no way that McGregor can win because he's not a professional boxer. The best professional boxers in the world have barely laid a glove on Mayweather in 20 years. True. The thing is, McGregor doesn't have to become a professional boxer. He only has to beat Floyd Mayweather. He has the tools. Yeah, only. He has the, he, he has the tools and the mind where he can focus his entire game on just purely reacting and fighting Floyd Mayweather and that's why I think he's going to win so I think I think Mayweather won't be used to someone with his level of skill basically I think Mayweather's his wider skill set I think he's for um, uh, yeah but he's limited boxer. to boxing and he's also <laughs> he's 40 nothing isn't he but he's only ever yeah. fought boxers he's never he's 49 and he's only ever oh, fought boxers before is it 29 and how many he's lost two no I mean oh. in his fight record I swear it's 24 22 or something something like that yeah but in MMA no one's unbeaten uh. and there's certain but angles he doesn't he doesn't accept the octagon yeah but it's only so many different ways that a punt can come in boxing I mean it's everyone's exactly, going saying like, exactly. oh he can predict all of these attacks he's predicting like kicks and knees and all of that but he's limiting to himself to like a small area of potential like punching uh, no. targets and and thing is yeah, Mayweather's targets. fought against so many boxers to those rules that he's, he's going to know how to change and he's an those... amazing defensive boxer yeah. and I think at some point McGregor's going to get really pissed off he's going to do something stupid Over he's going to throw a fucking kick or something or chuck an elbow reflexively nah, he, won't, he won't do that but all he'll, grab, pro- he'll what, grab behind the back of the head which mm. is illegal in boxing he'll do that and he'll, he'll probably get away with it he'll go as dirty he'll, he'll, they'll both go butt. as dirty he as possible kick. they'll both go as dirty as possible and kick an elbow they'll try and get away with shit both of them will yeah. but, what, but all, all I was saying James was that all those people that Mayweather has beat they've all come from the same school not really he's fought yeah. different types of boxers boxing boxes boxes, boxes who know Mayweather's boxes. game who have tried they've come up with game plans to beat Floyd Mayweather yeah but no and, but they've, they've all grown up in the same imagine they've all come from the same dojo Think of it that way. Like I go to the boxing gym, and they're always going on about, are you orthodox or are you southpaw? It's like, who gives a fuck? I can do a cross as hard off both hands. Yeah, You're not going to take the specialist at his game. <laughs> okay. If it does, do I'll bet? be over do the you wanna, moon. Do you want to join this bet? I don't know. Team, you're running no. out of money, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to, to go for £10 with you two. But no, I'm not betting. But in but my you're, heart, you're, you're, I want Connor to win. It's way more interesting if Connor wins. I think it's if Mayweather, future, Mayweather wins. Upset, but Mayweather wins, gets the money belt, and then he just retires and goes back to his house. Is that what they've got? They've actually written it as a, a money it's belt? The money belt. Oh, yeah. right. They haven't actually like strapped like dollar bills. Like, you fight someone else in the boxing round and it's like all of a sudden the pay goes from 100 million to 15 million so he needs me i don't take pay cuts i thought boxing was where the money was at the 7 million is absolutely laughable he's talking 100 million i'm also talking 100 million but that's what mcgregor needs man he needs that karate chop but james is right about limited punches because you, he won't be allowed to do like a, a back fist spinning mm. any spinning move really low stance he'll have really weird stances that will confuse mayweather count the number of shots connor's got oh. right he's got the roll back rolls his shoulder back counter left he's got the kind of prince nazim corkscrew uppercut where he leaps in and then he's got a straight left kind of, or maybe overhand left and then uppercut. Able, the most important punch thing connor needs to be able to do is to be able to turn like 
Connor has to be able to turn a hook into a jab because every time he actually tries to hit Mayweather, Mayweather isn't going to be there. And rather than just stop, <laughs> the best block yeah, of all and time. Rather, rather than just stop or miss, what Connor has to do is just keep chasing him down. And the other thing to watch if he does, he'll stand instead of one foot in front of the other, he'll stand more square on with his legs wide apart. That's so, risky. So Mayweather can't get either side of him and he'll be able to like feed him into his left. But he's going to come out doing the flowy hands. I like, think he'll come oh. out doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, the McMahon walk? It's, no, no, it's flaccid, uh, flaccid penis stance. and Gracie arm wave. He, he's going to try and put on a stone. He's going to try to put on almost a stone from the weigh-in. He said he's going to come in about 170 for a 154 fight. Yeah. Uh, Mayweather's 149. 14 quick, pounds quick. to a stone. What does this mean for either sport if either one of them wins? Not a hell of a lot. No, king of the mountain, king of the king of the hill. They get bragging rights, and the other one is like pretty much. But they're both at the tail end of their career. No, no, Mayweather is. McGregor's not. Mayweather's forty, and uh, coming out, McGregor's twenty-nine. Point is, he's retired, so he's got his title and his reputation to defend. McGregor's got everything to gain, other than looking like a fucking fool. He can still go back to MMA, and he'll still be top of the game there. And he's also earned. They both earned a shit ton of money. Boxing's always been about bringing in punters, man. There is legit I, want to see, as well. I want to see dog fighting come back on TV. What was it ever on? I just want dog to see. Fighting. I just want to see dog fighting. Yeah, do you on remember TV? World of Sport on a Saturday morning? Oh, yeah, <laughs> dog yeah. fighting. That's a new thing, man. <laughs> dog fighting, <laughs> dog fighting, cock fighting, bear baiting. Ah, oh, it's all it's all one step away remember from this. Remember the little bear in the car? I used to show <laughs> it on TV. <laughs> But like, if if you think about the the inception of the modern Ultimate Fighting Championship in 1996, it had the sort of purity of intention of like, what style is the best, best yeah. in no holds combat? And Bruce Lee answered and, and that years ago. It's evolved, but in in a way, this fight is just an extension of the same thing, isn't it? So when the match comes on, are we going to spend like three hours then building it up before they actually go on? Five pound bet says they're going to spend. Oh, the, something's going to hold it up and then they're going to get Oh yeah, there. they'll be late. They'll be on late, I reckon, yeah. The reason I don't watch fucking boxing or anything like that on late night thing is because they just fucking, oh, get on, fight, yeah, you fuckers! Fight. Yeah. Fight. Although this was less than a year in the making, this fight, which for boxing is lightning speed. I'm hyped already. I'm just so excited. But it's just like there's going to be so many. If McGregor pulls it off, it'll be a coup because he's come from nowhere. He's, it's not like some legend of MMA. He was nowhere like yeah. two or three Five years ago. Five years ago, he was drawing welfare checks. Yeah. So it'll be an incredible coup for him if he pulls it off. A great sort of theft, really. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like a pikey should do, thieve it. It would be devastating for boxing. Tenth round scheduled for 12. Can Conor McGregor get some energy back? I agree with you. You said you thought it was all but over? I, yeah, his legs were just shot. Man. He has been refreshing. You got him wrapped. You got him wrapped. Right. Right. But uh, right. it seems like this is it. Hard body shot by Mayweather. He's going to the body. Watch now. It's just a matter of time here. Now he's, now he's got him in the corner. Now he's a sitting duck. McGregor hit with a right hand and tries to survive. Oh, he's he is loose. On wobbly legs. He's about to go. Floyd Mayweather has McGregor on the run. A sharp left hook, another hook, and it's over. Robert Bird says it's over. Waves it off. McGregor was hurt on wobbly legs. He might be slightly... All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the morning after the fight has happened. Oh, I should say, yeah, all the boys have uh, they've gone home, so it's just me spoiling the fight for you in case you haven't seen it. Conor McGregor, he didn't do it. He didn't beat Floyd Mayweather. I think Conor did. All right. 
I think a lot of people on social media are giving Connor a little bit too much credit for how he did. I mean, some people were saying like he won four, maybe even five rounds. That's absolutely insane. He didn't. He definitely won rounds one and two, but I would say that's mostly because Floyd was using those rounds to like basically download to figure out what has Conor McGregor got. Does he really have death in his left hand? The answer is no. I mean, Conor landed a good uppercut in the first round that Floyd just didn't see coming at all. But it didn't phase him at all either. I think at that point, Floyd realized Conor can't really hurt him with the left hand. I think he knew I hit harder than Conor does. Also seen on social media, a lot of people saying that um, McGregor's gas tank gave out on him. He's bad. Like He came into the fight with bad cardio. I don't think that's true. He was capable of going 12 rounds, but he can't go 12 rounds when he's hurt. That's what Mayweather did. He hurt him in round two. It started in round two. He started landing this rock solid body shot, big right hands to Conor's ribs. He started landing those shots over and over again, and he accumulated damage. That's what tired Conor out. In combination with Conor didn't really have much of a choice other than to kind of just go in there and start teeing off on him. That was all Conor really could do. He couldn't really outbox Mayweather. He had to try and just rush in. I think people aren't giving Mayweather the credit for the fact that he tired Conor out. And it wasn't just rope-a-dope. He was landing solid body shots. I think Conor showed competency at boxing. I think he showed he can box to an okay standard. Maybe not professional championship prize fighting level. But he showed some competency, some skills at boxing. He's got half-decent footwork. I think people were scoring. Like Mayweather kept ducking Conor's punches and putting his gloves up high. And Conor would take his back. And in boxing, you can't. there's not really much you can do from that position. And all Conor really did was like basically like rabbit punches with the right hand at the back of Mayweather's head. Which doesn't really score in boxing, as is my understanding. And I think some McGregor fans were scoring that and saying like, Oh, you know, that's, that's a sign that he's winning. Tim, at one point, was saying, like, oh, Floyd's turning his back on him, he's turning his back. Kind of yes, kind of no. I mean, in boxing, for me, turning your back on your opponent means you want out of the fight. You know, you've, you've been hurt enough to the point that you're like, whoa, shit, I want out of this for right now. Connor did not put Floyd Mayweather in that position at any point during this fight. What was happening, Mayweather was ducking, putting his gloves up high, and basically eliminating any real chance for Connor to do anything. Connor would have to basically try and, like, pivot back round to Mayweather's front if he actually really wanted to try and do any damage. Bit dirty. My understanding, not in, not strictly against the rules. But yeah, there was a bit of a dirty fight. Connor was um, pushing down on Mayweather's head because Mayweather kept ducking his punches. Likewise, uh, Mayweather would use his forearms to push Connor's face. I don't believe that's legal either. But it wasn't like, overall, it wasn't a dirty fight. It was mostly clean. I think there's a big cult of personality around Connor McGregor that I don't think even Connor himself really gave him like due credit. Here's Connor talking about the fight shortly afterwards. Walk us through the last half hour since the fight has ended. I've been watching highlights, trying to figure out what's what. I think I smoked him in the early rounds. I think it was, I, was, I was pretty handily whooping him in the early rounds. And then he changed his style. He put his hands up and came down low, put his forehead on the chest. I wasn't prepared for I didn't anticipate that. You know what I mean? I had him like that the whole camp, or even like that at distance. But he completely changed his style and he came forward. So it threw me off. And, I wa- and he was composing there. I wasted my shots on the gloves. It was just a composure issue. I don't feel from a skill level. I felt all right in there. I felt like it was very close I would have liked I get that wobbly stage I, but I wasn't hurt I wasn't wobbled once it was just fat, I was fatigued let me get to the corner let me go down on a knee or something yeah that's not really true Connor was tired I mean like by the end of round two he was breathing heavily I would say by the end of round four he was I mean he wasn't completely gassed but 
He was sweating heavily. He was breathing heavily. His arms were low because you could tell his arms were low because they were like feeling heavy. Floyd wore him out with a combination of body shots and just relentlessly coming forward, which is unlike a typical Floyd Mayweather fight. He doesn't normally press the action that much. I don't recall Connor really landing anything flush on the chin other than the first uppercut in the first round. Floyd landed the better shots, did more damage than Connor did. And then I would say round seven, eight, nine was just, it was Floyd was just headhunting the whole time. And then eventually round 10, I think he landed about five unanswered shots, five unanswered heavy blows to the chin. And the referee stepped in. Connor said it was an early stoppage. I don't think it was. I think, uh, I think the referee, Connor didn't go down. He didn't take a knee. Like he said there in the interview, oh, like, let me take a knee. He could have taken a knee if he wanted to, but he didn't. He tried to stand up. Credit to him. He's got a great chin. But the idea there was an early stoppage. It wasn't. The ref saved him from a concussion, in my view. So that was the fight of the century. Let's see if Floyd's got anything about his last ever fight. Floyd, congratulations on this fight. He's a tough competitor. And um, I think we gave the fans what they wanted, wanted to see. I told him that I owe them for the Pacquiao fight. I must come straight ahead and get the fans to show. And I think I, that's what I gave him. He's a lot better than I thought he was. He used different angles. Um, he was a tough competitor, but I was the better man tonight. Our game plan was to take our time, go to him, let him shoot all his heavy shots early, and then take him out at the end, down the stretch. If I'm not mistaken, I guarantee you, I, I guaranteed everybody that this fight wouldn't go the distance. Because you said boxing's reputation was on the line. Boxing reputation was on the line, and I want to thank all the fans from Ireland and all the fans around the world that came to this event. I told you guys uh, in numerous interviews that I would go straight ahead, I wouldn't back up, and that's what I did. 50 and 0. Uh, a win is a win, no matter how you get it. Rocky Marciano is a legend, and I, I just look forward to going, in, going down in the Hall of Fame someday. Will you fight again? Could you be lured back? This was my last fight tonight, ladies and gentlemen. My last fight. For sure. Tonight was my last fight. Yeah, really classy and uh, victory there. Floyd Mayweather. Uh, moving forward, do I expect to see Conor McGregor in a boxing ring ever again? Probably not. I mean, I think he showed he's competent at boxing, but I don't think he showed he belongs at a, like a championship level. So yeah, I think this is a one and done for Conor. I think Paul Maliagny, he'll definitely push for his grudge match against Conor. But I don't think the boxing world would be particularly interested in seeing it. And that's what Conor's got. Like, for Conor to be a successful, high-level prize fighter as a boxer, he can't just convince MMA fans to watch him. He's got to try and convince boxing fans to watch him as well. And I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's convinced them that he's any sort of boxing prospect. So credit, where credit is due. Floyd Mayweather came in with the right game plan, outclassed McGregor by the end of it. Although I think McGregor gave a half, like he gave a decent showing. I don't think he should be embarrassed, but I don't think he should go around saying, oh, you know, if we if we fight again, I think I could take him. Like, no. So all that's left for me to say, ladies and gentlemen, is thank you very much for listening to the episode 50. Another milestone for us, Homo. Yes, I'm glad we made it together. Thank you very much to Tim. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so happy. It's been a good podcast. So happy I've won this tenor off. <laughs> now, and now the other. Tim, inconsolable at the fact that he lost £10, Cameron. Of course, McGregor lost. What else was going to happen? He won. He won. He won. I'm ten pounds. Morally, he won. He's not. He's not Ric Flair. This isn't pro wrestling where you lose the match and you come back and claim you won. He won. <laughs> I'm talking for the future. 
I don't know. I think McGregor's going to essentially say if he's not beaten by knockout, then he's going to say he wasn't beaten. And he's just going to discredit the fight. And I just think he's a slimy you know. I'm all in all. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? <laughs> Terrible Irish accent. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Until Good next time. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Our referee stops the contest. He is the winner by way of technical knockout and still undefeated.